there is absolutely a connection between longevity and levels of inflammation. This inflammation affects your mindset and affects your mental health. Over fat, having too much fat is an inflammatory situation. And so doing things that are gonna correct the chemistry inside of your body, they're gonna give you so much more time to enjoy your family, enjoy your children, enjoy your partnership. It's just gonna be such an improvement in life overall and we can celebrate both of those worlds. We can celebrate that we're not going to stop our life because this area of our health is a little bit out of sync. And guess what? Getting it in sync is completely accessible and doable. It's just a, a small amount of things that you can incorporate into your life and then it's going to get even better. Celebrate where you are. That's so great that you have accomplished what you've accomplished in your confidence and it gets even better. You get more energy. You get better sleep. You get better mood. You get more time. Very likely more time in this life that you choose to love. This is Living Your Big Bold Life Podcast, and I am your host, Bet Lucas. I am a mom of six crazy kids. I work as a VP in a fast-paced industry, and I've been on a health journey. But what does living your big, bold life even mean? Living boldly is having the courage to finally listen and do what your heart has been trying to tell you all along. Maybe it's to take back your health, write the book, go for the job, run the race. And I'm here to help you listen to that voice and to remind you to be you boldly, the world needs you. Well, this morning, I have the pleasure of welcoming Emily Harvo to Living Your Big Bold Life podcast. And as many of you know, I have been doing a little bit more video these days, but it's kind of funny, you guys. My video skills are not that good. And so I am often like tweaking where the camera is, how my headphones work, how this microphone works in conjunction. And then I'm all often praying that my toddler doesn't just bust through the door. And so um, Emily is just such an inspiration. I know you are just going to get so many words of encouragement and I think really tactical tools that may apply to you and your journey. And so without further ado, Emily Harvo, welcome to Living Your Big Bold Life. Thank you, Bet. I've loved being in your Facebook group. I've loved watching your journey and being on your Instagram and seeing these inspiring things that you're putting out there into the world. And um, I just, there's so many pings, you know, I just hear you talk about this ping. Oh, that pings with me and that pings with me. And so all the energy sparks that I hear you talking about and see you being open to and spreading that word out there. It's just like, oh, we're sisters from across the state. <laughs> well, I I feel that that is what is cool. There's a lot of downsides to social media, and I accept that. But I also see this beautiful thing that comes out of a community that those face those private Facebook groups can create. Where you know, I believe really truly that a rising tide lifts all boats. So as you improve your health and learn new tools and, and tips, 
when you learn those, that helps me, that helps others. And, and maybe I don't apply it exactly the same way, but maybe it just encourages me for that day. Like, well, if Emily can do this, I can do it. So I'm so honored you're there because I think you offer a really unique perspective. And I know a lot about your journey, but I probably really, at the end of the day, know, you know, a few layers worth. So let's dive in. Mm -hmm. Tell us where you live, a little bit about your family and a little bit about you. And then we'll dive into your really, truly dramatic transformation on your health journey. And I just can't wait for it all. So tell us more about you, Emily. Yeah, you know, it's been a slow journey as far as the the weight loss, as far as, you know, because that started in 2017 was this last go, which I believe to be the last go. I finally, 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 like, no, this is the last time we're going up and down this ride. <laughs> this has changed who I am, uh, you know, internally has changed my thinking, it's changed my habits. And, you know, there's always growth and growth and growth, but I no longer feel like, oh, well, here's another one, you know, that's, that's going to unravel on me. And so it's, it's interesting to hear you describe it as dramatic. I can see that when I look at my before pictures from four years ago to where I'm at right now, certainly I'm about, oh, about 130 pounds down. So yeah, there's some drama. Absolutely. <laughs> so it, it does. It feels so good. I'm feeling so wonderful. Um, so I live in Washington State. I'm in the Yakima area. I just turned 50. That was a big wahoo for me, feeling feeling so excited that where I'm at in my health journey as a 50-year-old gal, just kind of looking forward, just like, yeah, it's looking good. It's mm, feeling good. It's looking right. good. And so that was kind of a mile marker that was a super exciting one for me recently. I have four children. They are ages nine through 18. We just um, graduated our first from, uh, he just graduated from our local high school. And um, I've done a lot of homeschooling throughout the years. And they've done a lot of, you know, tends to in the high school years tend to do the, what our local public school. And that's, you know, going really well for them right now. And that's been a big part of how I spend my time. (laughs) Uh, And so that's been great where we have some local groups that we're involved with. And um, that's been super wonderful just to enjoy that experience with them over the years. Um, So I'm stay at home mom right now. I haven't uh, had a paid employment for quite some time. So we're just doing our thing around here, buzzing around. And it's so nice. I think when you're hearing someone's story to just know Oh, where they live and, and, oh, they do have kids or they don't have kids or they stay at home or they work. I just think all of it is so fascinating. And I think if I was doing the math, I'm like, if you, so I turned 40 this year. So I'm doing the math at like all the, my kids ages in 10 years and what that looks like. But it's just, I know it's really heartbreaking in a lot of ways, but my youngest will be very similar. So it's kind of funny, our ages, the way they fall in. But I noticed in your 50th birthday photos, you just looked vibrant and young. And to me, you did not look like what we used to think 50 looked like. And I think that that's what's really cool about our health journey is when we can kind of change our prior thinking that we have to age this way. We have to feel this way. And I didn't see all those kind of typical things of turning 50 in your photos. I saw it as 
let's let's do this. We got this. And that's how I felt at 40. I don't know. That's yes. I'm I'm ready. I'm not sad about this. I'm like, hey, no. bring it on. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just uh, my my thought process is like, what are the new things I want to experience physically? You know, what are some of these? I did a ropes course last weekend with my kids. We did, you know, I mean, it was a minor one. We did the Great Wolf Lodge and like, heck yeah, I'm going to do that zip line yeah. and ropes course. I'm getting in there. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm going to take the stairs all you. weekend long. <laughs> yeah, it was really yes. fun. Good for you. I mean, you know, at 90, you're not going to be there going, I, I wish I would have done less. You're going to be like, yeah, I did it. I took on that challenge. Mm-hmm. I, I lived to the max because you know, I look at my grandma who is in her 90s and, you know, she's still trying to climb her fruit trees to trim them. And, you know, like, yes. and I just love that, that attitude and that kind of energy that you exude. So tell us a little bit about your health journey. And I appreciate that you acknowledge that it's been, it's not an overnight thing. And and to me, yes, you have had a dramatic transformation, but but most people assume in life, in marriage, in health, that everything just goes better, 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 better. It's always a trajectory. And I think it's a really important thing that you bring up is that our health and life, you know what, we, we do a little bit of this, we, we we're learning, we're tweaking. And so I think that's helpful for people to hear when they hear people's health journey, that it's not always before and after. It's not always, I didn't know, now I know. It's, hey, we're constantly learning. We're constantly evolving and and um, not always on the outside, on the inside too. And so tell us a little bit about your past with your health. Absolutely. So my, this recent journey, the last four years started in uh, 2017 and I was up close to the 300 pound range, which I have been several times. I was kind of tracking through the years and taking a look at that. You know, that that higher weight has been absolutely part of my history. I had a, I always like to be, have a lot of fun and do a lot of activities. And so even as a 300 pound gal, I was still like, I was in a tap dancing class. I was doing workout classes, which is fan. Like, I'm proud of that. I am proud of that. I never was not one that would stay home from the beach, put on that swimsuit, take the kids out. You know, we're going to experience life. And that's, and I, I would have other women approach me when I was at the beach. Yeah, when I was just out there, just like, I'm just doing this. I'm going to pick a cute suit. And thankfully, there's a variety of fashions for all different situations. And we are going to be out there and I have other ladies come and say, good job. I just, you know, that means so much that you do that. I'm like, absolutely. What, what happened during this period of time is that I injured myself. And so I do kind of tend to think like, probably, you know, that probably played in. Um, and so I blew out a meniscus on my on the knee and was um, unable to do any kind of activity um, and was very, very downtrodden about my weight journey. And at that time, some of my friends had been doing um, surgery. They had been doing like a sleeve surgery or a bypass, which, you know, there's a lot of benefits, a lot of health benefits on on that. So thinking, well, it might just be time for me to look at that. And so I went in for the referral. Um, but some of my friends in my Facebook groups at those times 
uh, we're just saying, hey, let's give it one more shot. The friend that I used to text quite a bit that we were kind of doing our healthy journey together that I had met online years and years ago on a thing called Peer Trainer and that I knew her from that. She's like, just just one more time, just give us a shot. And then I happened to be friends with a real science head at the time. And she said, would you consider some bulletproof coffee? Would you consider looking at this thing that people are doing as a way to transition into a fasting lifestyle? And uh, so like, okay, I just had a couple of people that said, you know, let's think about think about this. And so I, uh, she recommended the obesity code and I read that book and, uh, become so fascinated. And I read another book that, uh, Jimmy Moore was on it. And I think it was the complete guide to cast fasting Bung and, and, uh, Jimmy Moore had written that together. And that kind of delved into a little bit more of the extended fasting world. And so I just became so intrigued to, try some of that out. And the Bulletproof Coffee was like my transition to just get me to go without food for some time because I was not familiar at all with going without food. <laughs> so that was uh, where that yes, started. I know this yeah. journey. I know. Yeah, this. I know. I know. I've heard you talk about this. And it was great because that was such a, a key tool for me as well on early in my journey to relieve myself of breakfast to give me something. Uh, I was never a big like protein shake person. They always made me super hungry. I don't know. I really appreciate them for people that, that they work for. For me, um, I would actually be more ravenous after having one often. Now, every once in a while, there was, there was one that would work or whatever, but Bulletproof Coffee was a great tool for me early in my journey. Mm. And I'm also quick to not dismiss it now because it's not really a tool I use a lot now like I used before, but it it does to me still at times have a role and it's not in the same application. I'm not doing it to just add enormous fat to my diet. I'm not doing it because I think it's going to help me burn fat. I think you just made me have a light bulb moment. I think what it did really is it just made me be able to stretch the time between breakfast to lunch. That's what it did. And I, and I was fully fine with that. Whereas if I think if I would have started just with black coffee, I don't know. I think I would have been scared. Like even though I black coffee right now, so, so, so yeah, so that's interesting. So you, so you started doing bulletproof coffee uh, keep going. Absolutely. So that was that was the first step, and um, I I had read Jen's book at that time too. So I had that content would have been delay, don't deny. So I had a couple of resources. I was just enamored with those extended fasts. <laughs> I was just fascinated. I was. I just. I guess you know. I just, I'm just impressed. I like to get obsessed about things or excited about things. Something kind of captures my attention. And so this concept of going for those long fasts just captured my full attention. And 
in about around that time, there was another uh, Facebook group. I think it was called Fasting for Weight Loss, Official Fasting for Weight Loss. And I joined on that group. And, you know, every every group has some leaders in there and they have their dramatic stories. And so I kind of like zoomed in on some of the leaders in that community and was like, I'm going to try that, (laughs) you know? So I pretty much started. Yeah, it was fun. I pretty much started doing the the long fast and had a lot of confidence, a lot of results. I was feeling good. And so it, it was varied. It was, you know, sometimes would be maybe a 72 or something, but I tried to do maybe some five day did some 10 day, ended up doing um, some 15 day at some point. And uh, during those fasts, I would feel, um, I would reach those detox periods where you get this clarity that is an amazing emotional kind of a spiritual experience. And so that really kept me interested. Um, So I just would join sort of some group fasts that, you know, different leaders in the group would say, you know, I'm going to try a 10 day. Do you want to join? I'm like, okay. And then you, you know, you've got somebody that's doing that same thing with you. And so that can be very encouraging. Um, so a lot of my earlier times in the fasting lifestyle really was utilizing extended fasting. And, um, I, I, you know, did not, I felt good with the material that I had, the support that I had, I always had a rule. If I did not feel good, I would stop the fast. I just would. And so I, I felt safe, (laughs) you know, I personally felt safe because I, I didn't feel like I was going to get myself into medical trouble because I just had that agreement. So part of that was trusting my body too, and just saying it, if this doesn't feel right and really understanding how to break that fast correctly. And yeah, so there's a lot that goes into it. It's nothing that I put out there and say, everybody should extend fast. You know, no, I would say everybody can intermittent fast. I don't have a problem saying that at all. (laughs) I feel like that's, you know, completely safe, completely doable. And if you're like me and you become curious about the extended fasting world, then, you know, get your resources. There are wonderful resources. Safety is a concern. You have to, there are, massive downsides to that. Yeah. The early years had to do with a lot of group, group fasts, a lot of extended fasts. And that was goodness. I think I was trying to get exact tracks of of what my weight loss was. I'm having a hard time coming up with it, but you know, there were many months I would lose maybe 10 pounds a month and then it's slow down, maybe five pounds that month, maybe, you know, 10 pounds a month, maybe five pounds. So there seemed to be a real ebb and flow to my weight loss during um, those times. Um, So yeah, that was kind of my 2017, 2018 was doing a lot of that. And my body would almost find its own set point and it would almost stay within that set point for a kind of a long period of time. I, and I was in the battle, still trying to improve my health, still watching things, still looking at things. But, uh, you know, when I look mm-hmm. retrospectively, I can kind of go, well, you know, that first year, year and a half, I got down into the 190 to 10 kind of a range. It's always a range. It was never like an exact. Um, and then the following year would seem to drop down a little bit. Following year seemed to drop down a little bit. <laughs> And so I, I'm on this, this downward trend, I would say, that's for years and years. <laughs> Almost every year, I tend to drop down about 10 to 20. I think that's good, though, because I think that's usually when it's lasting. You know, for yeah. some people, yes, they do really quick weight loss, and it's last two. But I think there's 
there's a few of us that that's not how our body releases weight. Our body yes. is a little bit slower. And I love it because a downward is, as long as we're kind of seeing an overall downward trend, if that's what we need, that's, yep. that's what we're, that's what we're looking for. Did you, one of our former guests, we've talked about extended fasting and similar to you, we, we acknowledge it's not for everybody. It is, you need to, you need to know what you're doing. Uh, However, I think I get a little bit disappointed in an effort to, some people get like, and I don't know if embarrassed the right word, but they don't want to share that they used extended fasting as a tool because they're worried someone is going to criticize them or someone is going to say that's not safe. And Mm -hmm. here, I think we're bold enough to say Yes, this is not medical advice. This is literally Emily yes. sharing her experience. At the Thank same you. time, Dr. Fung and many others share about their utilization of this tool, especially in certain populations where there is a decent amount of weight to lose. And I think that I'm not as afraid to talk about it because I really believe that there are different tools for different people's journeys. And it's the mistake when we, out of fear, don't acknowledge that this was a tool that did work for you and has worked for mm-hmm. other people too. And I, so I appreciate you sharing about it. And I, I hope you know that similar to when people want to bash bulletproof coffee. That was a tool too that, you know, I I think that that's real life. That is our real journey. And that's, was a big reason I had Jeff Williams on the show. His fantastic. He had dramatic results through extended fasting. Mm -hmm. Now he acknowledges what he did and how he did it would not be for everybody, but he's over two years of on no medications, completely reversed his type two diabetes is in the best health of his life. He's over 50. I mean, tell me that wasn't a good tool for him. Tell me, you know, I mean, it's so, uh, so you, so you started kind of utilizing that and keep going. I love the, I love hearing about your journey. Fantastic. And I, I appreciate that. And when I look back, I can think that that was the right tool for that period of time. I, my body fat percentage would have been really, really high during those times. I, I haven't yes. popped it into a calculator. I don't really know, but when you, it, when I'm 130 pounds less right now, yeah, that's, that, I had a different physiology. I had a different, yes. my organs were different. Everything was different in my body back then. <laughs> and so, right. yeah, I think that that's um, fantastic. So I appreciate you being open to that. I had seen that a little bit on your podcast. I'm like, I think I can talk about this a little bit. So that was great. So I, you know, have always been in that, like getting this last little bit off struggle. Right. And I think, you know, to the different mentors that I have had throughout the years in the Facebook groups I had definitely been hearing that message about cleaning up that fat, getting that clean fast, the clean fast, clean fast. So it would, this would have been last December, uh, at the end of my, uh, this okay. first, our first quarantine year, I read 
Jen's most recent book that was Fast Feast Repeat, and it had this 28-day challenge in there. This just for 28 days. Let's just really clean up your daily fast. And so that I decided to do that starting in December. So I was in the 181.90 range. And so by utilizing her that daily clean fast and just being super strict and super accountable with that, that part of it. And then I also switched to carnivore diet starting in January. So I combined those two tools. And then this year here again, another 30 pounds dropped and, you know, strength is feeling good. Exercise habits are exploding exploding. Like I am starting to jog a little bit. I'm still maintaining a good weightlifting practice. And, you know, so it's just like this, this other exponential <laughs> year so far. <laughs> so year. Wow. Yeah. And this is just December. I mean, right. and I, I mean, it's June. We're recording right now. It's yes, June. that's true. I mean, that's true. That's huge. That's huge. Mm -hmm. But you know, that's similar to a lot of my guests where they start out, you know, either using a uh, bulletproof coffee in their fasting or they drink a diet soda or they still put something in their coffee and they have results, especially if they have a lot of weight to lose. They usually have some form of a result. And, and yet then a lot of them at, at a certain point in their journey, maybe they feel challenged or embrace a clean fast and mm -hmm. They do see additional results, and it uh, all of a sudden it it does kind of give yes. them that extra that extra bump that that they were looking for. And so I I love when people share about kind of what they were doing and then what they're doing now, and then now you're doing carnivore, which we've had a lot of guests uh, do who do carnivore. I do not eat carnivore, however. I think it's another tool in our tool belt. And I, again, kind of get bummed out when people think that uh, all of us have to follow a certain eating dogma. You know, we all have to, uh, and we kind of, uh, you know, want to say, well, you have to do it this way or no, what works for Emily and what she's trying for her and her journey is powerful. And it's obviously working for you because mm -hmm. you're seeing these, mm -hmm. these results. And so on your day-to-day -day diet today, do you try to hit certain protein percentages? Do you mm -hmm. just eat a certain amount of foods? What is kind of your eating look like today? Sure. Sure. And, you know, I, I definitely define how I eat too as protein centric. And that would have started, well, you know, I, I layered in weightlifting. It'd be almost two yeah. years that I've been doing weightlifting. Once you kind of get into that weightlifting zone, I think that the protein centric just fits so well with that. It's just such a nourishing augmentation to the, the uh, lifting weights. Um, and so I had kind of been steering on that road for quite some time and had had certain protein goals, right? And so, and I, I maybe, and it's a range. This isn't an exact, I would use a calculator here or there to try to find, okay, what's my daily protein goal? So I do tend to think of that, that protein is my goal for what I'm going to hit. And then fat, fat is 
uh, it depends on my mood situation, honestly. Fat can be very calming. Mm-hmm. If I'm feeling a little on edge or stressed or I'm, I kind of go on high fat based almost on like my emotional world, actually. <laughs> and then, of course, I eat zero carb right now. Interesting. I, just, I, don't, I don't need them right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just been my personal journey with it. If I've been hitting that lean protein too hard and haven't had a fat balance out to it, I'll, I'll feel a little on edge. And I don't know if that's a glucose because I haven't been tracking my, I don't wear a CGM or anything. I'd love to do that at some point, mm-hmm. but I haven't done that quite yet. Um, so, and so to me, I feel like it's probably, I know that, that good fats are amazing for hormonal balance and that they just are really important in our bodies. So you just, you don't want to go without healthy fats. Like if you can maybe uh, alter that a little bit or one day go high or one day go low, I don't think that's necessarily a terrible issue for most people. So yeah, what it looks like today, as you've seen, is a lot of egg whites. <laughs> I do a lot of cooking with a, I cook them up ahead of time. Okay. I was wondering, that's what I was going to ask you. Um, no, I, I got a Maria Emmerich's cookbook on the protein very modified fast approach. PSMF. Have you heard about this? I'm sure. I don't know if you've looked at that at all. I have, um, but I want you to share about it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I do not follow the recommendations of that calculator. That's just not enough food for me to feel good. Um, because they'll have you, they have a calculator online. And I think it's MariaEmmerich.com. If you're, it's, it's actually a nice alternative, uh, to fasting. It, it, your body does respond to it like a fast, but you're still getting some nutrients in there that is going to be supportive. Um, and so you, there's a calculator that I punched in there, and I but I bought her her cookbook, and so I'll just kind of look through her recipes and do my version of them, basically. And a lot of them are based on your lean protein, and then adding in some things for some different flavors or some variety or some things like that. So you could almost take egg whites, and it's almost like the cauliflower of the keto world, right? So you can make rice out of cauliflower, you can make a casserole out of cauliflower. You can make French fries out of, you know, so you almost take your egg whites and you can make something that tastes a little bit savory, like popcorn. Like I will put, I know you love noosh, nutritional yeast. I will put um, butter, salt, and nutritional yeast. I put that on top of egg whites, but it's really good. It's really good. Uh, I need to try this. Like that sounds really good because if you don't even had nutritional yeast, it's very cheesy in flavor. I could see how this could be very delicious. And I need to get in the habit that you're doing, which is cooking the egg whites in advance. Like that's what I need yep. to do. We have chickens, so I don't have an excuse. Oh. I have lots of eggs. I have lots of eggs yes. around here. So so you're doing lots of oh, I love that tip. We're gonna this is called the Emily popcorn. We're gonna have some <laughs> Egg whites with butter yep. and a noosh, which I didn't know that's what yes. it was called. I've always called it nutritional yeast. <laughs> well, my, my parents were... Yeah, my parents were hippies, and so Noosh has been in my life for a long time. <laughs> so that was, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. It's like stir fry and tofu and some nutritional yeast and everything. They put in their orange juice. You put in your popcorn. You know, so yeah, yeah. That's that's what it's looking like. I'm doing making doing a lot of pre prepped. Do we do a ton of meat? Obviously, we get the smoker going and. 
Yep. Cook up all different kinds of smoked meats. And that's a basis for uh, most of our meals. But yeah, so I, I try to track my macros a little bit. I enjoy that. I, I know that a lot of people will say that when you're an intermittent faster, you don't have to track your macros. And that is true. For me, I'm still tweaking on my body composition goals a little bit and trying to, you know, buff up the muscle and shrink down the fat a little bit. And so uh, for me, the macro counting is empowering and informational and I am interested and it's it's within something that I want to put energy into. So I, I, I'm doing that right now. So it's been pretty good. Yeah, I think counting macros can be a great tool. I don't, I think especially you nailed it on the head for someone who is wanting to work on their body composition and isn't, is kind of feeling like they want to take a next step. That's another tool you could totally use. I love your use of the word protein centric, because even if you're not eating a carnivore diet, many of us do try to focus on a protein centric uh, diet. And uh, we really believe, and I really believe that if we all could start building our plate around a protein and then adding in based on what your preferences and eating lifestyle is, then that to me can be a really powerful tool. And in fact, in one of my very early podcast episodes, I shared that that was a huge turning point to me when I just started saying, I'm just going to make sure every meal is built around a protein. And once I did that, it was it was pretty uh, life changing because I think I was going around, I was not doing that. You know, I thought I kind of was, but I, I really wasn't. So so you do egg whites, lot of lot of smoked meats. Uh, what does kind of your do you intermittent fast every day? Do you kind of just eat protein throughout the day? What does your day look like usually, timing wise? Sure. Oh, and the timing. Uh, I I feel better if I eat earlier, and if I'm you know feeling like I could use a, a lower calorie day or a lower macro day or something, dinner is definitely the easiest one for me to skip. I just feel so yes. good. So I have heard that in your story as well. And so it's sometimes it just works out with the busyness of our family that I'll be out and about with a piano lesson or, you know, something going on and I'll, oh, that's an easy night to skip on out on that. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and then other times I'll just, yeah, so that works. And so I, I definitely, I'm always looking for times that are just kind of organic with the family for that mom can get her need met to slim back the calories a little bit on that day if that's you know a good day to do that and then you know everything can still function as normal um so that that goes really well for us and then a lot of times if i'm uh not having dinner i'll just hang out and drink a sparkly water and just visit with the family and you know it's it's oftentimes not an issue for me so yeah day to day i absolutely intermittent fast every day i mean there's potentially some days that could be in the 12 to 14 hour but i pretty much try to track it every day and stay in it. I stay in accountability on that. I stay in accountability on a lot of different things that I'm doing, different people for different accountabilities, you know? And so, yeah, I love the IF component. I definitely, when I did that 28 days, uh, the program on the, in Jen's book, it kind of has you get it shorter every week. And so I always think about that as a reset. I enjoy resets, you know, when you've had your vacation, you've had your whatever. Yes. It's like, okay, I enjoy the structure of a reset. And so that's definitely something that will come back at some point if my fasts for some reason kind of 
wimpy, <laughs> not to my liking, <laughs> then I might mm-hmm, bring that back mm-hmm, in yep, and say, this yeah. week I'm going to at least 14, now I'm going to at least 16 and I'm the least, you know, I can get, get myself there and step back to that sweet appetite control that comes when you kind of step into it in that manner. I think that's so helpful to do. And gosh, there's just so many gems. I'm like, Emily, you're just going to give people so many tools on ideas. And I think that your timing that you pointed out. So I'm going to tell you, I have had dinner lately. I've been eating dinner and I much prefer an earlier window. I much prefer eating earlier in the day. And I would just tell people out there that even though you think it's hard to skip dinner, I think that can be a really, really powerful tool. And you don't have to do it all the time. You could just say mm-hmm. every once in a while, I'm going to skip dinner. And then just come back and tell us how you feel. Because mm-hmm. I feel so much better when I, my, I cut off my eating early and make it earlier. And so let's say you don't want to skip dinner, but you eat it like three or four even. That's fine. Perfect. I just feel so much better when I do that, but it doesn't always work. And I was just thinking of this last night. I'm like, you know, I really, I really want to, I, why did I, the dinner last night, just, I over, I overeat at dinner a lot. That's my, it's really easy to just keep taking more servings for me. And I'm not, hungry. I'm just doing it out of, uh, kind of out of, I don't know if it's boredom or just it's there. So, so I think that's why for a lot of us, not kind of having an earlier window or earlier Mm -hmm. timing of our, of our eating, whether even if you don't window eat can be pretty powerful. So I love that you share that that's pretty common for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another thing that helps me too, is there's just something about closing with a high protein meats or as you know, of course I have a bias towards meat (laughs) uh, and I really enjoy like a ruminant meat, like lamb or beef or something like that. Lots of times if I'm kind of having that gnawing, that snacking, that tasting, like I just want more food. I just want more food. Like if I just can go ahead and grab some roast beef and have like a small serving of that, like then it just brings me peace. It just satisfies and it brings me peace and I'm done. And I just move on (laughs) with my day. So I'll do a lot of um, pre-cooking different roasts and things in the crock pot. And I'll just have that available and in the fridge ready to go. So it's my version of, you know, the Sunday prep. Usually on Sunday, we do try to get several meats going so that everybody has a variety of meats that they can choose out of the fridge as you know. Um, and so that's a lot of times I'll just, yeah, crock up a roast real quick, slice it up. It's just in the fridge ready. So that's been super helpful for our, our nutrition. So it's been good. And when to make it really basic. So if someone's listening to this and they say, okay, Emily, what do I buy when I go to the grocery store? What are the mm-hmm. things that when you're your protein prep, what do you grab? What kind of roast do you grab? What kind of, because I think that, that, that having the easily accessible proteins is a huge, a huge moment for you to simplify and achieve your goals. A lot of times mm-hmm. I'll even notice when I am slipping, it's because I don't have enough protein ready to go to eat. Yes. So what do I do? Yes. I grab more cheese. I want cheese. Mm. I grab a lot of <laughs> nuts. Nuts are dangerous for me. Um, I love them, but those are things I will gravitate towards if I don't have, like I like to cook up shrimp in advance. Like I love yeah. shrimp. 
And I love to have that ready to go. And yesterday I didn't have any, and I was kind of bummed out. So when you go grocery shopping, what does that look like? What are you grabbing? And sure. For someone who's maybe protein new, what do yes. they even look for? Yeah. Um, I, it's almost like specific so- stores. I've learned what cuts I like and I've learned what, uh, you know, so I'm always paying attention to the price per pound. Um, and I wish that I knew off the top, it's so automated right now, Bet it's like, go to my store that's here in a little tiny town. I go to that rack, I get that meat and I go home. I stick it right in the proc, proc box. <laughs> that's awesome though. That's great. (laughs) And so um, I always do check the markdowns just in case. And if it's still looking good, sometimes the stuff in the markdowns like, ah, no, (laughs) we're not going to do that. Not that. Yeah. Um, Right. Right. No, no. Um, (laughs) I, yeah, Costco, I hit up the meat section pretty heavy at Costco. Here's the thing that I, I don't know if all moms do this. I thought all moms do this. Probably not. Wait, anytime at Costco, I buy rotisserie chickens. Like, extra like <laughs> because they're such a great price and we think they're so tasty so uh anytime i'm just there for normal family supplies or whatnot that's like yeah put till those chickens in and get them home sometimes cut them up sometimes not so there's always going to be in our refrigerator there will always be a rotisserie chicken that you can go grab some chicken off of i think that's such a great tool though my kids know it and it works out really great for us because I generally love the breast meat because I'm usually looking for a lean protein and they want the other stuff they love, you know, and then of course there's always leftovers that you can put and make into a salad or a casserole or, you know, whatever you want. Um, so that's a little mom trick. I, I think I have these like immediate go-tos um, that I'm just like, if it's in town, I'm just going to go grab that specific one, stick it in the crock pot, just getting ahead of it, just getting a little bit ahead of it. And then you don't get into those danger zones so much. So yeah, those are some of my, my fail proofs right there is the, <clears throat> the roast in a crock pot and uh, uh, keeping the rotisserie chickens, just keeping a nice steady supply. <laughs> so I don't ever, I can hear like, I don't like what we have to eat, but I don't ever hear we don't have anything to eat. Like, no, we always have something. Um, and I actually keep, um, we needed a little bit more fridge area. So I keep a little miniature fridge and I literally call it my meat fridge. And so as we're doing our bulk cooking, we'll put meat portions in the meat fridge. And it's like, yeah, you guys are welcome to that. Absolutely. Just if there's something you want from there, go for it. I think that's great though. I love that. And Emily, can you share with us maybe as well, because we've been talking about this a little bit more in some of the podcast episodes, is why you believe for you pursuing lean protein is important, not just going uh, carnivore and sticking high fat, high proteins, because I think naturally a lot of us uh, if you've been, if you've ever gone keto or if you've ever gone low carb, I think we kind of forget about lean proteins. Sometimes we forget about, uh, seafood or egg whites or even red, red meats that can be a little bit leaner protein. We kind of forget about them and eat all the, the high fat, high protein, which again, I'm not saying is bad, but but maybe share the whys behind why your focus is actually mostly lean protein and then you use the fat as an additional lever. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Um, I, it's nutrition, just nutritionally, what you can get out of that protein is just so nourishing to your body. And so the fat, you know, is, uh, it, it doesn't cause all of your blood sugar to rise up and down. And so it's safe in, in that sort of a, a realm, but it doesn't have as much nutrition for all the cellular activities and the mitochondria and everything's working so hard in your body. It's more like energy. Fat's like energy. It doesn't have as much nutrients. And so I tend to focus on the nutrient dense and the nutrients that you get from meat are very absorbable. Um, and so it's easy for your body to use them to nourish your body um, versus, you know, vegetables sometimes are a little bit tougher on the absorption side. So that's been, and then of course I have my body recomps though. That's pretty forefront in my mind right now too, is that I am still looking to lean out a little bit. And so fat's not going to be a great helper for me as a macro. I personally consider carbohydrates to be non-essential. Um, and that has certainly been true in my own life. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that's true for everybody necessarily, but um, from things that your body really need to make new cells and to fuel, you can get what you need from protein and fat. Um, it's just that a lot of us don't need extra fuel. <laughs> so the fat's going to be an extra fuel source, right, right. Uh, which you need a lot of healthy fats for a lot of your cellular processes. But I think it's just an easy one to overdo. And I, I personally don't think it has as much appetite control built in with it. And so I think that you can get, you know, too much of it for your energy needs. And you can end up with, you know, what I think people will call that an energy surplus, which we kind of know where that's headed, you know, and that's not going to be getting us this lean, strong body that a lot, you know, that we're wanting that we're trying, trying to create. You put that so well. You made that so straightforward and simple to grasp on. If you think that you can just have unlimited fat, but you have body fat to lose, yeah. maybe not. And I love how you explained it uh, uh, with energy because a lot of people don't, it, it kind of, when it gets too uh, science-y for some people, it just kind of goes, well, uh, forget it. I'm not even listening. And I think you just made it super approachable, even for someone to me who may not eat carnivore, but is trying to understand, mm -hmm. hey, I'm on a low carb diet or I'm keto. Why is someone telling me to dial back the fat a little bit and up my lean protein? Why are they telling me this? And I think your answer just was like, boom. So Dr. T Ted Naiman was on my show and I interviewed him actually again recently. And his stat was that 91% of us are, are over fat. We, we have body fat to use. And so we, we do tend to want to overeat the dietary fat with not this realization that we may have enough energy on our own body that we don't need to overeat the fats. And I'm not anti-fat either, but I can definitely overeat them. I love them. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, they're just so yummy, especially higher fat dairy is one that I have yes. to. I love it. And I have it in my diet and I don't think fat is bad, but if there's times mm -hmm. where I need to trim down, that's a tool you can use. Uh, 
uh, and I think you, you've ap- applied that so well. So what else have you been learning on your journey and, and that may help others or observations you've made? Yeah. You know, I just would look into just all of the medical benefits of being in ketosis and of having good control over your blood sugar. Um, that has been a complete fascination for me. I got into, uh, with Dr. David Jockers, who does, does a lot of, puts out a lot of wonderful information about the way that a ketogenic state and, you know, a keto diet or a low carb diet can help you with so many lifestyle diseases and issues. Um, so I am just fascinated by how this might continue and how this might continue people's healing journey and how how we can get the shift away from taking a pill for things and you know just going your standard western medical wrote and how we can combine that potentially and just, you know, overlay some really good health benefits that are going to come from fasting. I mean, so many wonderful health benefits, so many people that are stepping away from medications that are stepping away from preventable disease processes that invigorates me. Um, so I just really yes, encourage people to, you know, find out, find out more about that because I'm, um, you know, that it's just going to be a, a fantastic future. The more we can heal our own bodies through things that are free, <laughs> they don't cost anything, you know, just changing up, you know, how you time your food a little bit, changing up, you know, paying attention to your nutrition. Like these aren't big, wild things that you can't grasp. These are things that are within your grasp easily. Um, so that's, probably what gets me excited the most is disease prevention using, you know, just the using fasting exercise and a, a proper diet. It's fantastic what, what we're learning about that. I agree. I think that it's so sad to me that when someone is going to their doctor, that nutrition is not being brought up, fasting's not being brought up, exercise isn't being brought up, but that and if it is being brought up, it's being brought up with tools that don't work. So mm-hmm. you have one piece of population that isn't even getting the message of that fasting could work for them, that, hey, maybe tweaking this this dietary change could work for you. And, and yet the ones that are getting the message, a lot of them are getting the wrong message of, you know, you need, you know, carbs are the basis of, of everyone's diet and Hey, you know, exercise, cardio, cardio, cardio. And I don't know. I, it's no wonder that we have part of the population that's trying and it's not working. And then we have another part of the population that just doesn't even, just doesn't even know. And, and so I, I'm really hoping, I, I believe that, the tools that you're sharing about today are really a revolutionary. And my hope is that, you know, people start going to the doctor and they get a prescription for some of these tools that you're sharing. That's what I want. And I think, you know, that's, that's the dream. So, so what, you know, you've shared about kind of your ups and downs of, of, of weight loss, and we've all had those. And what do you feel is different? You know, what do you, what gives you, what gives you that peace to know today that you feel is different than the weight loss or the transformations of the past? Well, a big part of it is because I'm absolutely at the tweaking zone. It's like the major work is, I don't want to say done because we have a choice every day. Do we clean fast today? Do we, you know, so it's never really 
done, but I'm, I'm getting so fine tuned in my journey that I'm like, I don't know. I just, it just feels this is absolutely a lifestyle. I think most, you know, a lot of journeys would maybe say that, say, Oh, this is a lifestyle. This is the, the way that I lost it. Okay. I'm probably not going to do massive extended fast again. I, I might, you know, just if there's a health reason and for disease prevention, cancer prevention, it's good to do some extended fast every once in a while. Um, but you know, that it wasn't my backbone. It was, it was a power boost that I used along the, the way. Um, you know, the backbone really was a daily fast. It really was. And so I feel the reason I feel so confident is because what I've been doing is what works and it's what I'm going to do. And so I'm just down to these little tiny tweaks of like, I'm, you know, probably 90% there and yeah, I just tweak and maybe that I might even be 95% there, you know, whatever, as far as having an optimum health. And I'm just tweaking these little tiny components of it to, you know, trying to kind of fine tune, fine tune it. And so, um, yeah, the confidence is that, I'm in the lifestyle, four years in the lifestyle since I've been starting it. I have no plans to stop. It makes me feel wonderful. The thing that has gotten me here is the thing that will continue to make me feel good, help my health, and help me to have a just fantastic future on these fronts. So yeah, I feel good. Tell me, what would you say, how many hours, I know you vary it, but most days, how many hours are you eating? And do you kind of snack within that? Do you have meals? Does it just kind of, do you just kind of play it by ear? Yeah, I do so much intuitive. I'm so intuitive on this and I've gotten to where I can listen to my body Love so that. well within, yeah, within the constructs, within, within my constructs, I can be completely intuitive. Um, so, but absolutely, I generally fast, I would say 18, 16 to 18 hours in general. I enjoy a two mad, but you know, if I somehow start, if for some reason I started a little bit later then it's like, oh, well, I could just make this a little bit of a bigger eating and just kind of fully satisfy myself. I tend to, you know, round it out with some ruminant meat tends to be my, my personal finisher that will keep me satisfied. Then, you know, if it's, if it's late enough in the day, if it's at that two, three, four o'clock, then I'll probably be like, you know what, I'm going to feel better if I just close it right here. <laughs> just learning that in, in general, you know, 18 hours, sometimes up to 22, but I'd say it's usually about 18 to 20 hours. But I think you hit on something that I hope more people do is that they get intuitive with their body and their needs. And there may be a day where Emily lifted really hard one day that week mm -hmm. or something, and all of a sudden she's eating earlier or, hey, she's eating too mad or, hey, you know what? She just does feel like a snack and she's going to have, you know, her high protein centric snack, but she feels like her egg white popcorn. You know, I mean, I think <laughs> and that's where I guess sometimes I feel a little bit frustrated when people are like, I only overdo this. And it's like, well, but that's not that's assuming your body always needs the exact same thing. And it, and it doesn't, you know, it's 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 getting to know your body. So tell me about exercise. And you re referenced that you are utilizing strength more. And what do you do currently for for movement and strength? And also, I want to hear what's your message to others who might be might be thinking about strength, but either are intimidated by it and why you think it is important. 
Yeah, no, it's good. I, my weightlifting journey started, uh, my friend Angela kind of showed me how to do it. She had some little app on her phone. She said, if we just do these basic functional movements, so these are your, like your classic moves, you know, a deadlift and a, a bench press and a squat and with a little bit of, you know, not a little bit of weight, but you know, the right amount of weight, then, um, we can kind of get this whole body fitness and it doesn't really take very long. You just do these couple functional moves. And so I, she taught me, she came over, um, and I, we were able to pick up some weights off of Craigslist and, you know, got a used set. So we got a couple of different things that we could use. So she was kind of showing me how to go about that. Um, so I don't know, I just fell in love with the process. Um, I tend to do more what's called endurance style. So it's a not super, super, it's like a moderate, but with more reps. Um, and I just enjoy that style. And it, I feel like for me, it's a lot less injury prone. Um, so you really need to keep good form when you're doing that and keep yourself, you know, tucked in and your motions. You don't want jerky moves. You don't want to be flinging stuff around. There's just slow, steady pulls on that iron when you're doing your different moves with it. But yeah, it has been wonderful. And then, um, when everything shut down, my daughter Lauren became interested and she became my workout buddy. And so we just go, we have an area. Yeah, it's been so great. It's like my dream, right? See these things. And you That's have so, so many cool. girls that like it's coming. It's coming. Yes, yeah. yes, they are. Because I look at your life and I remember our days when our babies were so little. It's like, oh my goodness, I remember that. It's so hard. It's so awesome. And then there's just so many wonderful you know, as, as they get older, it just, there's so many things that get more fun. And, um, but yeah, so Lauren became my, my weightlifting buddy and her build is such that she's actually a lot stronger than I am. (laughs) So that was fun to see. She's, I was like, okay. And you know, when she got to the point where her lifts were, you know, we have Lauren's barbell and mom's barbell. Mom's is like 60, 70, 80 pounds. Lauren's is, you know, 80 to 120 depending on how she loads it up and so it's it's been fun so we uh we got into an awesome pattern with that with all of our quarantine time lauren and i were in the in our gym a lot (laughs) so she'd pump her tunes and you know we'd just be good bonding time together um you know i just think that muscle is so important i think it's such an important organ to keep helps with your posture. It, I mean, talk about metabolism. How many of us are saying, oh, my metabolism, my metabolism. So if I hear somebody say there's something wrong with their metabolism, like you've got to work those muscles. You've got to strengthen those muscles. Um, yes. That is going to help you so much. I think that it has a lot of benefits for like, um, there's a lot of autophagy that happens in the muscle breakdown process. Um, that is a tearing down and building up. And I think your body gets a whole message from that autophagy that's happening in your muscles. And to me, it helps like my skin look better. It helps my complexion. It helps everything. Just this is renewal. There's, you're sending these messages all throughout every, every other organ as well. That's like, we're rebuilding, we're redoing this, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's been crucial. Um, so I generally, my, I do have a lot of variety with my weightlifting schedule as well as everything does. <laughs> um, and so it's been a little bit less lately, but you know, I get down there at least once or twice a week and I just work all the different body parts and I tend to 
like I said, I'm not looking uh, at this point. I'm not, I'm not working with a trainer. I'm not doing, you know, massive teardown of the muscle. I'm doing just consistent message. Be strong, be strong, be strong. And you will, you know, your lifts will vary depending on your diet and depending on, um, Mm -hmm. you know, time of month, like your capacity to lift will be a little bit different. And that's, I don't get fussed up on that. I do the process. I do the moves and I stay consistent with that. And I feel like that's sending the right message to my body and it feels wonderful. It just, it's one of the most empowering things that I do is just pushing that iron around. It feels so good. It was interesting. One of my former guests, Kristen Andrus, she's very svelte, very, looks very strong, but is extremely fit and healthy. And she says that one of the biggest mistakes that women make is that they just do cardio, cardio, cardio. And she says that the number one thing, if you want better body composition, you want to look better in your clothes, you want to feel better, you want to have a better metabolism, you need to add some form of resistance or strength training. And that's been my journey too. When I Mm -hmm. added that component, the more I added that component didn't make me bulkier and bigger. It actually made me go down in size. I all, all of a sudden I had arms that I I always dreamed of having a little bit of a flex, like a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I always kind of have didn't I've I've always been a top gainer. And it's just been great. So I just love that you're encouraging that in others and in other women and your, your daughter, because for some reason, if you go to a gym and you look around the gym, all the women are on the treadmill and all the men are lifting. Mm. And I'm not trying to make it a gender thing, people, but I repeat this a lot on the podcast that there's a lot we can learn and don't be intimidated. You can like like Emily said, you can get an app and you don't have to do crazy exercises. It can be very basic movements that can make very big differences. Mm-hmm. I highly encourage that. I mean, that's just a final piece that anybody that's, that's not strength training, like just, just, just give it a shot. <laughs> and of course there's a lot of things you can do at home too. Like with the, um, there's a lot of body weight things that you can do, but if you have access to it, try to try to get some iron in your life because there's something different about it that it, I, I have no desire to get down and do pushups. Not that I don't, I go through phases with all that stuff, you know, but, but I don't love it. I, I have the love of the iron. It's a pretty, pretty big deal to me. <laughs> Gosh, there's just been so many, I feel like really tactical tips that you've given today that people can apply, not only just inspiration, but actually tips that people can use. You know, we always try to end with kind of some bold advice for the listeners. And what's your bold advice to leave us all with? I'd say just don't be afraid to be vulnerable. I'm just share your goals. If you can find that one person that will be an accountability partner for you, that that's a bold thing to do, you know, because we like to talk about when the the things that are going great, the things that worked really well. And, you know, those, those are great, but there's also a nitty gritty day to day, (laughs) a little nitty gritty day to day. And it's not always so pretty. I I think that that's been just a huge uh, deterrent in my success. I do not believe I would have had this success if I hadn't have chosen a vulnerability road with um, friends almost daily 
of checking in and saying, how are we doing? You know, how is this going? I think that that really can be transformational. So that's, that's a thing that I would definitely encourage people to do. Well, I love that because people say that's the truth in business. When someone's trying to pursue big goals, big dreams, they say having an accountability uh, partner matters or having kind of a, a, a team of people that they, that they check in with every once in a while. And it's, it's the same on our health journey. And I love that you share that it is not always sunshine and rainbows. And there are days where you're frustrated or you're like, is this working or, or there's personal things going on in your life, right? That are hard and it's making your health journey hard. <laughs> so, well, this has been so amazing to have you here. I know your story is going to inspire so many people. And if there's an Emily out there, what would you, what would you tell her? You have no idea what's possible. There are the imagination of where you can go of what is possible with your life is just going to blow your mind. So take these steps, take, keep taking these steps, keep going. There is a brilliant future out there and just start small and start consistent, stay realistic find your support and get ready to fly. I'm ready to fly. I think there's others ready to, before we do, I have a bold question number two, and everyone's been really enjoying these bold questions because I, I'm trying to ask something that maybe our listeners would say. So I want to go back to the Emily that's on the beach that was rocking this swimsuit and of the shape that she was and and as she should be. Do you ever struggle with how we as women talk about our health journey in a way that we can make people know to love their bodies no matter where they're at, at the same time share that by improving our health, there are many areas of our lives that have improved too. And I struggle with it. That's why I ask about it because I never want someone to think because I share about health and weight loss that they are less of a person at if they have weight to lose or if they're struggling on their health journey. But I also want to make sure that in an effort to feel that way, that we also don't ignore that a lot of us need to take steps in a positive direction on our health journey. And I think there's a fine line there of loving our bodies so much. And I was guilty of this. I was very loving of my body. I was very content in my skin. And yet I was loving it so much. And I was so content that I wasn't taking care of it in the other way of loving my body. I wasn't. I was trying to be at peace with where I was at. And so I'm interested to get your take on that. And I know it's a pretty loaded question. And I know there's, we could probably talk about that on a full episode, but I'm curious because I, I see you as so wise in this, in this regard. No, I think that's super important just to understand that, that confidence that I had that I am very proud of. 1000%. But you think about my core motivations and my core wise, you know, I, my kids, right? <laughs> Mom, <laughs> my kids, <laughs> my family, my people, my husband, my parents, my, you know, and so it, when you get to those, there's a couple of things I would say that for me, I was, it was a 
fight for exhaustion. And so the energy before and after. So we've have, I have pictures before and after, and those are, you know, have yeah, very different looks, but my energy. And so, mm. and that is what we have to offer ourselves, our work in the world, our families is our energy. And so, um, and maybe, you know, there are people that are, that are at that 300 pound pound and have endless energy. I don't hear about it. That was not me. When I was at the 300 pound, I, I had terrible energy. You know, I just think about that whole person approach and there are so many things to celebrate about where somebody is on their journey in life. And if you are, you know, had that experience of being, you know, a larger person and totally celebrating that and enjoying that. And I had that experience too. And I was modeling for my children. That's why I was doing that. You know, I was being there, being present with them was never going to be like, no, I'm not going to go swimming because I don't look like how I look or anything. It's like, no, I'm going to enjoy my life. Well, if that's your basic, this is how I enjoy my life. I choose to fast, to correct all the metabolic things that were wacky inside there. I choose to move my muscles. I choose to eat for nutrition. You know, nutrition is my primary reason that I eat now. Um, I feel like, like the inner person behind all of those things wants wellness. And maybe they feel really, really well. Maybe their energy is awesome and their moods are great and things are feeling on top at that spot. But it's maybe not. <laughs> it, I think for a lot of people, not. And so I just feel like the transformation has to do with um, getting those core situations healed. And, you know, there is a, absolutely a connection between longevity and levels of inflammation. And those, this inflammation affects your mindset and affects your mental health. And so, you know, there's just that you can't, you know, over fat, having too much fat is an inflammatory situation. And so doing things that are going to correct the chemistry inside of your body, um, they're going to give you so much more time to enjoy your family, enjoy your children, you know, enjoy your partnership. Like it's just going to be such uh, an improvement in life overall. And we can celebrate both of those worlds. We can celebrate that we're not going to stop our life because this area of our health is a little bit out of sync and we can celebrate. And guess what? Getting it in sync is completely accessible and doable. There, there's just a, a small amount of things that you can incorporate into your life and then it's going to get even better. Like celebrate where you are. That's so great that you have accomplished what you've accomplished in your confidence and, and it gets even better. You get more energy, you get, you know, better sleep, you get better mood, you get more time, very likely more time in this life that you choose to love. So it's worth it from so many different perspectives of, you know, what might show up on a picture. Your life story can be so much better. And as you put it so beautifully, it's time, it's time to fly. Maybe we've That's been right. kind of walking. Maybe we've been kind of trudging through. We're not talking about weight. We're talking about it's time for us to lighten our loads, 
and fly. Oh, what a day this has been. Thank you, Emily, for your time. And I'm so honored to learn from you and walk with you on this journey. And I wish you all the best. Fantastic, Bet. I really appreciate this time. It's been wonderful. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to write a review and push that subscribe button. I also hope you will come hang out with me on Instagram, Facebook, and my new website, betlucas.com. And remember, friends, be you boldly. The world needs you.